No More Late Fees podcast. I'm Jackie. And I'm Danielle. And we're just two best friends and ex-Blockbuster employees rewatching some of our favorite movies from the late 90s and early 2000s. Today, we are talking about my favorite animated movie, Lilo and Stitch. It is a movie produced by the Disney Animation Studios, uh, released in 2002. And part of the reason why this is my favorite movie is because as all the promotions were coming out for Lilo and Stitch to be released at the end of June, I got really, really sick and I was in the hospital for a week and a half with bacterial meningitis. And so for a week and a half straight, I watched the Disney Channel's promotion of Lilo and Stitch, got me super hyped to see it. And, um, the day I was released from the hospital, I went to the movie theater that night. I still had, I was at home on IV antibiotics. And so I had my little port and everything, but I still <laughs> went to the theater that night to see Leland Stitch. I was so excited to see it. And so it's remained my favorite animated movie to this date. That was a very scary time for all of us. I was stuck at school and I, oh, that was horrible when I really was like terrified that you're going to leave me all alone. (laughs) Quarantined in a hospital room for a week and a half. Every time the nurses came in, they had to like full suit up masks, uh, like the hazmat suits and everything. So it was a really, it could have been a traumatic experience. Unfortunately, I just, I'm not easily traumatized, I guess. And uh, to this day, sometimes my mom will watch a special about someone who has survived meningitis and had uh, amputations or hearing loss. And she'll call me in a panic, like you could have, you could have been deaf. You could have no limbs. And I'm just like, but I didn't, we're fine. I'm fine. It's fine. Uh, That was the worst time, but I'm glad a positive came out of it. I mean, yes, my love of Lilo and Stitch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you're looking to watch this movie or rewatch this movie, it is available on Disney plus. So thank God for that. Um, But obviously before we get started, we got to do our ratings rewind. So this is how we normally do it before we get into any movie. We reveal the rating our Y2K versions of ourselves would give. And then at the end, we see if our current selves agree with our initial rating. So our scale consists of would buy it, would buy it again. The best would play on repeat. Five-day rental. Would watch again. Two-day rental. And it's just I. (laughs) And same-day rental. Trash. Throw it in the dumpster. (laughs) dumpster fire what is y2k's uh danielle's rating um i think it was a five-day rental i mean pretty much with the exception of a handful there's not like a lot of disney animated films that i don't like love Mm -hmm. um but the the whole theme of hawaii and the two sisters I, i very much liked it I don't watch it a lot as much as probably you do, or even my sister, she, we rewatched it during the quarantine and, um, but I do like it. So five day rental for me. I mean, I don't even know if we have to ask you what your <laughs> rental is ratings. Would buy it, would buy it again. <laughs> I own it on iTunes and DVD and I'm pretty sure VHS somewhere. Yeah. I and, love this movie. <laughs> yeah. And Everybody at home, just know it's not just the movie she owns. There are multiple things. Um, I have paraphernalia. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say memorabilia, but yeah, it could be considered paraphernalia. (laughs) Um, I do. I I used to refer to Stitch as my spirit animal, but then um, through, through education, I've realized that uh, spirit animal is cultural appropriation. So I will no longer use that term to describe him. He's just, he's naughty. He tries to be nice and he, he tries to learn about Lilo and take care of her. So I really, 
I really love that. We we definitely have to post pictures from Halloween a few years back when yes. Jackie dressed up as uh, Stitch and her husband Ken dressed up as Lilo. I of course was Gorilla Deville, so <laughs> I was. It was a Disney themed Halloween party, and it was so much fun. But yeah, we have a ton of pictures of that. Yes. I even have that wonderful video of you putting on your nose your nose paint, thinking it was oh. a picture, but it was a video. <laughs> We'll definitely have to share. I have a stitch onesie. The love runs real deep. Yeah, I I make fun of her, but I also am an enabler. So it's true. She went to Thailand and apparently in Asian countries, especially um, stitch is hugely popular. And so I got all sorts of sorts of stitch swag when Danielle came back to the States. It was was amazing. It was really hard to just get myself to not buy. There was so much stuff. Like I was like, what year is it? Why is there so much? I didn't understand that it was like so popular there. And we were in Chinatown. I got her an eye mask. There's that um, pillow from when you go to the airport, Mm -hmm. but it had like a hood on it. So you can cover your eyes if you want to go to sleep as well. I think I got you like a keychain. Was what's that wobbly thing oh like one of those solar um I don't know you put it in front of a window it has a little solar panel on it and he kind of just nods his head (laughs) yeah I I just I went overboard so thanks Thailand so here we go uh Lilo and Stitch is like Danielle said based in Hawaii on uh, the island of Kauai And it is the story of two siblings, Lilo and Nani, who are recently orphaned. Their parents um, passed away in a car accident. Disney's got to stop killing these parents, man. What the fudge is that about? (laughs) Like, seriously, they're always killing parents. Okay, sorry. It just bothers me. (laughs) Like, this is not normal. Like, why is always at least one or both parents dead except for the Incredibles we probably can go on a whole tangent on that but go ahead sorry (laughs) so before we meet Lilo and Nani the the movie opens in outer space because Stitch spoiler alert is an alien (laughs) (laughs) if you didn't know if you've been under a rock that's 626 his name is 626 in the beginning experiment Experiment 626 Oh, and the reason why we're doing Lilo and Stitch this week is because June 26th is Lilo and Stitch Day because it's 626. I literally just learned this just now. Like, I, and you told me that Stitch, Lilo and Stitch Day was June 26th. I didn't think anything of it. Didn't real, I didn't think why did they have it on that day, but oh, there's a reason. <laughs> There's a reason for everything. Okay. (laughs) So we open up, we are in outer space at the Galactic Council, which is very reminiscent of the um, Republic meetings in Star Wars, where all the different alien species get together to make decisions for the the galaxy. Um, And Grand Councilwoman, pretty sure that's what, yeah, that's what she goes by. It is the leader of this galactic council and she is bringing charges up against Jumba who is an mad scientist alien and he has created all these different experiments and uh, experiment 626 which um, is stitch is, is yeah named stitch eventually uh, he is so dangerous that they're bringing charges against Jumba for creating him. My question is, they only speak of 626, and he only says that he has, like, this one experiment, but we know later, and do we know in the, do we know, do we find out later in the the other movies that he has many more, or do they know that he has other ones, because is, or is it just that Stitch is that dangerous? It's, 
all his other ones, which you learn in Lilo and Stitch, the TV series, which I highly recommend watching it. I'll get into that later. <laughs> Actually, let's get into that now. Um, so Lilo and Stitch, the series is fantastic. This is a total tangent, but I have to encourage people to watch it. And it is about, they call them cousins. Stitch calls them cousins because that's what um, people in Hawaii call each other, our cousins. And um, the cousins start slowly coming to Hawaii after the events of Lilo and Stitch, Lilo and Stitch 2, Stitch has a glitch, and Leroy and Stitch. Um, the cousins start coming to Earth and Lilo helps them find their place in the world. So one like causes earthquakes. So she finds a place where he belongs, where that's helpful to someone or a group of people. So every episode is about a different experiment and finding their place in the world. So I used to use Lilo and Stitch the series in my social skills lessons when I taught special education because it really reinforced that fact that even though we may have differences, we always belong somewhere. That's so sweet. And so it's so I'll, true. I'll get off my soapbox <laughs> now, but Lilo and Stitch the series is on Disney Plus. Highly, highly, highly recommend watching it. If you're an adult, if you have kids, it's great for everyone. Everyone has a purpose. Everyone belongs somewhere. So again, do we find out he has yes. other experiments in this movie? Yeah, they okay. know about his other experiments, but they're kind of benign. They they really aren't dangerous they, like stitches. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah, because Stitch was created to just destroy. Gotcha. And he's fireproof. He, he, really, his only weakness is water because he has um he's very dense and can't swim. Um I just want to mention that some of the aliens look like animals we have here on Earth. For example, Captain Gantu, um, who looks like a huge-ass shark. And so then, of course, my mind went on a tangent and was thinking, okay, well, what if Earth is just filled with other aliens, but we call them animals, but they're really aliens? I love that. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) I am totally down for every other species on earth being (laughs) an alien race and they're just collecting info and living their best alien lives on earth. Yeah. Like, cause Pleakley does look kind of squid. Like he has little squid legs. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Jumba doesn't really look like anything. They also did model some of the aliens in the council after different, um, Disney characters Oh, I didn't uh, know that. Especially uh, Winnie the Pooh characters. So there's a species that kind of looks like Tigger, one yes. that kind of looks like Piglet, one kind of that looks like Rue. So they did pull from other um, previous Disney franchises. I did notice the Piglet looking alien and I just thought it was weird, but I never put two and two together. Look at all yeah. the, look at the learning I'm doing today. Oh, I'm going to learn <laughs> you some stuff real good, Danielle. <laughs> Because not that I outwardly search for like Lilo and Stitch facts, but just along my Lilo and Stitch journey for 20 years, (laughs) I've picked up a thing or two. Um, So so. uh, Jumba's on trial. He gets sentenced. He's now in galactic prison. Stitch is taken away to be destroyed because he is Stitch. He outsmarts the like little laser cannons that are monitoring him and gets out of his right which are genetically coded so mm-hmm. that they won't shoot someone else he starts spitting movies <laughs> at people <laughs> he starts spitting on people <laughs> and tricking the um the guns to start shooting at other people and mm-hmm. I was like he's a smart one isn't he he is and if you had ever done um the Lilo and Stitch encounter at Magic Kingdom and Walt Disney World, so you, go th- you go through that process, but they closed it now. Oh, no, really? R.I.P. Damn. Yeah. So um, Stitch escapes, hijacks a, a rocket ship and takes off towards <laughs> the towards the planet 
ER. Yes, <laughs> I was going to say. I in section, was... uh, uh, in area 51 is where it's coded too. Um, I love that, that when she said that, I, I, I genuinely giggled when she called it that. Um, and I, there are certain things about this movie that I say like in my everyday life and Earth is one of them. Um, so they think that everything's going to be good because it looks like he's going to hit water Mm -hmm. and And he can't swim. And so they think, okay, problem taken care of, which they weren't really going to kill him. They were going to send him to an, like an asteroid or something where he was just going to be left there. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then they realize that he's actually hitting Hawaii. (laughs) So he's going to be fine. He lands on the great state of Hawaii on the island of Kauai, like I said, and then it transitions to this beautiful opening uh, where they start playing a Hawaiian song and you see Lilo swimming in the ocean and you see Putch the fish very briefly with a sandwich and then Lilo realizes she is late to her Hawaiian, her hula practice. And so she, she's running, trying to get to her hula practice the whole time she's doing this. It's cut in with scenes of these Hawaiian dancers, Hawaiian hula dancers, and the, the little kids in front of them that are also practicing their hula. And so Lilo arrives soaking wet because she's just come out of the ocean finishes the dance everyone does great but then because she's wet the water is all over the floor and all the little kids trip and fall and they're mad at her the dance instructor asks her why she's late and why she's soaking wet and her response is um i have to feed pudge the fish a sandwich every thursday uh essentially because he controls the weather and everyone just thinks she's a crazy little girl feeding this pudge, the fish, a sandwich. What is very interesting about that story is that her parents were killed when they went for a drive and it started like monsoon raining and they were in a, a car accident and were killed. And so it kind of leads you to believe that she feels like maybe... This is me speculating about Pudge the Fish, but maybe she always fed him a sandwich, but she missed a day, and that was the day her parents died. Um, but anyway, she has it in her head that Pudge controls the weather and that she has to feed him a sandwich to keep everyone safe on Thursdays. And I mean, in a six-year-old brain, like that makes sense. You know, you don't know how everything works you just know what works for you in your little six-year-old mind yeah I mean unfortunately when those kind of things happen even everybody can tell you you could be nowhere near it but you could take personal offense and think that you did had something to do with it because you're trying to make some logical sense of to some you know death is not quite logical especially right. for a child so yeah yeah, she um, definitely needs some therapy throughout this. Like as you go through this whole movie, she like... does have some like PTSD that is mm-hmm. not being addressed, and and not for like Nani's doing her best, yeah. but she doesn't know. Anyway, so Lilo gets in an altercation. She tells her Pudge the Fish story, and then gets into an altercation with her arch nemesis Myrtle because Myrtle's a fucking bitch. Myrtle deserved. Every last handprint on that face. One thousand percent. Yes. So Myrtle is this little girl. Obviously, they must be classmates. They're dance mates. And Myrtle is just a nasty bitch. She has a rude comment for everything. Always coming for Lilo. And Lilo is street. She She's not putting up with that shit. So, I mean, okay. if, if you got to punch pull hair bite Lila's <laughs> not above it and and she just wants friends she just wants yes. to be liked and uh Myrtle does everything she can to ostracize her and not make her feel included and so has her can... little gang of mean girls 
I yeah. follow her around. And so Lilo tries really hard and she, Lilo is very forgiving. And so in the moment she, she retaliates and then she goes out, she has her little doll scrump that she's made and it's homemade stitched. It, it's not cute. No, not I, in the, not I think in the it's cute, but it's not cute. Um, and so she sees the other girls that have Barbie dolls and she, she goes out and she's like, Hey guys, do you want to play? And they're like, what the hell is that thing you have? And she's like, Oh, this is scrump. I made her, (laughs) her head's kind of wonky. So I just pretend like bugs laid eggs in her ears and she only has a few days to live. And they're like, deuces, like we can't deal with this that's yeah. happening right now they're conformist and she's unique and creative and they don't appreciate that yet yes um not to say that Lilo is not uber dramatic at every oh, single man. turn that girl has drama for days <laughs> uh so she she's rejected by the girls that she wants to be friends with she decides to walk home. Nani's supposed to be coming to get her, but Lila walks home. So as an older sister, and thank God Serena did not give me this kind of trouble, but if I told your ass to meet me on the steps and I come and you're not there, and then I got to go search for you, especially with the fact that the social worker was coming yes. to the house. And so now Nani is in like a panic and she knows her sister. Luckily she knows that her sister is about that drama life. So Mm -hmm. she starts heading back home. Of course she runs into not knowingly the social worker and she kicks his car because she comes stupid head. (laughs) Yeah. She comes running out into the street and he's trying, he doesn't see her. And then like you said, here comes the drama with So she gets Lilo. home. Lilo has nailed the door shut. I, I can't. How old is Lilo <laughs> supposed to be? Six. That's crazy. So Lilo has nailed the door shut. They have a dog door. So Nani pokes her head in and finds Lilo. So emo laying on the floor next to her record player playing her Elvis records because she loves the king. <laughs> and Nani is like, the fuck you doing and Lilo's response is leave me here to die yeah <laughs> I just like I just I am just shocked like where does she where is she picking this stuff up from look I again as an older sister I would have threatened her breath you want to die you go to die and then I would have switched it to bribery if the death threats weren't working yeah because the social worker is on his way yeah yeah and so um while nani's threatening the life of lilo social worker walks up voiced by ving rames oh nani is voiced by tia career lilo is voiced by davi chase i hope i said that right and so social worker walks up he's like the fuck is happening here uh nani can't let him in because the door is still nailed shut she has to essentially eventually go around the back of the house break a window climb in the window to let him in and he's already like this shit's not going well uh he walks into like you can tell nani and lilo have kind of gone over a script of like this is what you need to tell the social worker Right. Lilo goes off script and says that she gets punished sometimes five times a day. Oh so Shorehawker's like, what the fuck is happening here? Um, I would kill her. Yeah. I would kill her. <laughs> and then um, Nani has shit cooking on the stove. Like, Nani, you know, the social workers come in. Make dinner afterwards. Everyone can have a sandwich for dinner that night like don't be yeah I think they're both their worst enemies honestly like the situation which I can commiserate because I feel like Nani was thrown into like she probably doesn't even have time to grieve what's happened Mm -hmm. 
This is not the trajectory of her life that she was going for, taking care of her six-year-old sister when she's probably, you know, wanting 18. Yeah. 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 It's bad. Yeah. So the social worker is like, I'm going to keep my eye on you. I'll be back in three days. All this shit better be taken care of. Yeah. So, um, and he introduces himself as Mr. Bubbles. And Leela goes, but your knuckles said Cobra. So it's Cobra Bubbles, which I just chuckle at every time. And so afterwards, uh, Nani's kind of trying to, like, you can tell she's just going through all the scenarios in her head and all the shit she has to do prior to the social worker coming back. Meanwhile, Leela is willfully oblivious that anything is wrong. She's sitting in her room making voodoo dolls out of forks and spoons <laughs> of her, her friends, in quotation marks, um, puts them in a pop- pickle jar and shakes them up and says, my friends need to be punished. What the f- <laughs> what is wrong with this girl? Danielle, this girl is my sister Heather as a child. <laughs> The mood swings, the drama. Making voodoo dolls with of people. Maybe not that part, but every other single aspect, (laughs) down to like the like little pudgy girl with the unkept hair in the bathing suit and the really tan skin. Like that is Heather to a T. She will tell you that. She will confirm (laughs) this assessment. So anyway, Nani walks in like, I'm about to beat your ass. And Lilo screams so loud. They're chasing each other all over the house, um, just screaming at each other. Nani's threatening to get rid of uh, Lilo and get a rabbit instead. And I, I would have opted for that too. <laughs> because what the hell? And then Nani tries to reason with her, but because Lilo is a traumatized six year old. She just keeps yelling no, and then she just like flops on the floor. And that really resonated with me because <laughs> a lot of my students would do similar things. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then they finally, they both calm down. They're able to have a conversation. And Lilo is just like, people treat me different and I don't understand why. Uh, and so Nani kind of reassures her that like, it's because you're special and we'll get through this together. We just have to work together instead of working against each other. Um, and then we are in Lilo's room and she has a habit or a hobby. She has a hobby mm. of taking pictures of tourists and putting them up on her wall. And she calls them like her family. And she says, aren't they beautiful? Yeah. Okay psychotic (laughs) no so this is I've read a couple of different theories about this the first one of which is that being on Kauai which is a tourist destination Mm -hmm. she attempts to make friends with people and a lot of the time people leave her and so Mm -hmm. this is her way of making sure they she always has a part of all of these people that she's met. And then another theory is also that, um, again, because Hawaii is a tourist destination, a lot of times if you, um, when Ho- uh, Native Hawaiians are encountered, tourists will take pictures of them as kind of like a, a visual souvenir of being to being to hawaii traveling to tokenism yes exactly and that happens you know that happens a lot in asia too like when you're black and you travel to asian countries a lot of asian people want to take pictures of you and it's super super weird yeah and so that that was another theory was like lilo flipped that script and was like oh y'all taking pictures of me i'm gonna take pictures of all (laughs) you But it's that thing of she doesn't have family. And so she kind of is using these pictures to create her her own family and her imagination. 
was this story based on like whoever wrote it like was it their own life that they brought into it was it based on anything or just this original story um Chris Sanders is the author. It was originally pitched as a children's book. Mm-hmm. And when he couldn't get a, a book deal, he turned it into a screenplay. And so it was written by him. And I believe he was the director and he is also the voice of Stitch. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just an idea he had. It was originally supposed to be set in the Midwest somewhere. He went on a trip to Hawaii. And so then he changed it to Hawaii because being on an island is isolating. And so he kind of ran with that. Hmm. Okay, that's cool. They go to adopt a dog because Nani realizes Lilo needs a friend. Lilo needs something to take care of so she doesn't get in trouble. Yeah, I just don't know if that would have been my first thought. Like having a dog is like having another kid and you could barely handle the dramatic six-year-old you have. Yeah. Well, I guess prior to this, um, the night before they go to adopt the dog, Stitch lands on the island and is run over by a fucking 18-wheeler and still just chilling. And so he's taken to the shelter. I don't know why, because later on, the, the adoption lady said he was dead earlier. So why are you taking a dead dog to the, the shelter? Anywho, semantics. Uh, uh, so Lilo and Nani walk in. Lilo wants to adopt a lobster. And of Nani's course, like, we got a fucking dog door. We're adopting a dog. And so it's about this point where Jumba, you find out Jumba and Pleakley were, were sent by the Grand Councilwoman to go retrieve Stitch. So Jumba and Pleakley are now, Pleakley is like, He's just like a random scientist or worker. And he is the one that tells them that earth is sacred because there's a colony of mosquitoes that are reserved. Yeah. A reserve of mosquitoes. Exactly. Which I mean, my theory. (laughs) Yes. Which we'd finally have a reason to have fucking mosquitoes on earth. (laughs) Like I'm not mad at it. I mean, so Pleakley, yeah, he just works for the, the Federation and he said to like, cause Jumba knows how to catch Stitch because yeah. he created him. But Pleakley is like the one that is sent to like keep Jumba in line and make sure the mission is. Right. And is the mosquitoes fulfilled. are pr- protected and so exactly. are the human beings because yes. they need it. They're their food source. Yeah. Yeah. So Jumba and Pleakley set eyes on Stitch cause he busts out of the adoption center and Stitch was like, oh, fuck, I better go back in. <laughs> he does know how to play it, though. Like He does. <laughs> and so he um, he tucks in his extra set of arms and his little back fins. And this, so it still does not look like a dog. Like that whole scene when they pick him and stuff, I'm just like, come on, y'all. Y'all don't see this. This thing look weird. I think Nani would just didn't want to argue. Oh, Nani, that thing look weird. It's blue. <laughs> He's blue. Forget everything else. There ain't no blue dogs. You don't know. No, there are no blue dogs. Anywho, so Lila said, and Nani does try to say like, hey, let's choose something else. And Leo goes, nope. That's the one. Yep. He's good. I can tell. That's like um, (laughs) that TikTok video where it's like, that's your man. She's like, yeah, that's him. (laughs) He mine. That's that's my ride or die right there. Uh, So they adopt him for $2, get an official document stating that they have paid for Stitch. And then there is a montage of Lilo trying to train stitch and he's like nah bitch (laughs) (laughs) um meanwhile uh what are what is nani doing i i guess nani's not in that scene so they're just touring around Kauai. um and if you notice um all the places they visit are very notable places in Kauai. they really paid attention to 
making sure that it was geographically accurate of the island. And then also to note uh, this movie, because the Disney had had a bunch of unsuccessful animated features prior to Lilo and Stitch. Unsuccessful? Um, Which ones? I, I think some underperformed, um, like Emperor, uh, Emperor's New Groove underperformed, mm. Hercules underperformed. Like after The Lion King, there were several movies that just underperformed, didn't um, make their original budget back. And so they needed to cut costs with Lilo and Stitch. And so they used a watercoloring um, technique that uh, the studio hadn't used since Dumbo in oh, wow. the 1940s and so that cut on uh, down on a lot of costs because it wasn't like these super intricate backgrounds and it just made the movie beautiful I, I think the the watercolor uh, technique really lent itself to those the water and the beautiful sunsets and the mountains and things like that and so that was just a fun fact of the more you know the right. more you know um so they're touring around Kauai, and then we get to Nani's work. Nani has to take Lilo and Stitch to work with her, obviously, because she can't leave them home alone. And so they're kind of set up at a table in the back, and Nani works at one of those, like, faux luau places. She's a server. And her buddy David <laughs> is a fire dancer. Not I so love good. David. Not so good I, with he's, the. <laughs> he's not so good with the fire dancing, but just an all-around great guy. And I don't know why Nani doesn't she, jump on that. She does. She likes him, but like, I don't think she had the headspace for it. And she says that to him, like she's yeah. like, "I told you," because he tries to ask her out again, and she's look. She got damn Lilo picking out a blue dog and running all over the place, <laughs> slapping bitches in the face making peanut butter sandwiches, talking to herself. Like she got, her hands are full. And it's not like David is some grown man who could really help take the responsibility Mm -hmm. of all this. So I get it, but he is a hot piece of meat and she better get on it. She writes in her journal, (laughs) she writes in her journal, which Lilo reads and then recites to David that she, Nani likes your butt and fancy hair. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Lila's working that back angle for Nani. Oh, my God. Anyway, so uh, Lila's just like, Stitch isn't bad. He just needs desserts, which right. I feel like is my, my love language. Like, just feed me desserts. I'm good. But I feel like she was just using that as an excuse. She wanted dessert. <laughs> But Stitch wasn't having it. He he devoured he the like, whole thing. And then he threw it all up. Yeah, he didn't like it. I thought he felt bad because she was like, hey, you ate you ate it with that. Like, you ate all oh, of it. Maybe. And I think he was trying to be nice. And was like, here, <laughs> let me just regurgitate it. And like when he pulled the cherry out too to put on top, I was just like, oh my God. And she was like, gross. I don't want that. <laughs> I think he was, I like to look at it that he was being nice. Um, so at some point, I don't know why I don't remember what happened. But um, the don't Nani, they go surfing? Well, no, Nani loses her job at the Luau. Because of Stitch and Lilo? Lilo, but I can't remember exactly what happens. Anywho, <laughs> Nani loses her job at the, the Luau Cobra Bubbles gets wind of that. And so he makes a visit. Um, and he, so she, he, he's like, and what the fuck is this thing that you now have living in your house? <laughs> <laughs> so he said, uh, between the two of yous, you need to be a model citizen and you need to have a fucking job. Peace. Um, prior to that, they're at home the night before. Uh, Lilo's apologizing to Nani for making her lose her job. Nami, Nani makes up this story about how the owner is really a, a monster or something or a vampire to make <laughs> Lilo feel better. And Stitch pulls out the ugly ducking, duckling book and is like pointing to the pages. 
And Layla is explaining the, the story of the ugly duck, duckling, how he was lost, and then his family finds him, and then he's home with his family. Yeah. And uh, doesn't he, in, the, in that, after that scene, does he try to show her what the hell happened to him with the, um, with his spaceship crashing, and she just thinks he's crazy? Well, she, she mentions, like, it's nice to live on an island, and he realizes because his whole function is to destroy cities. Yeah. And she's like, it's nice to live on an island with no major cities. And he's like, oh, what the fuck? So <laughs> then he starts like building what she goes, oh, San Francisco. Oh, <laughs> so he, he builds it out of blocks and then he pretends like he destroys that because like he Godzilla. Can't, yeah. yeah, he can't destroy cities. Um, so then the next day is nani looking for a new job so it's a montage of nani looking for new uh, a new job and then lilo and stitch lilo trying to teach stitch how to be a model citizen like elvis presley (laughs) there is a lot of elvis in this movie it it is um not mad at it my dad was a huge elvis fan like uh, all the pieces in this movie fit (laughs) together for me i grew up with elvis um and so not mad at any of it (laughs) and so um like obviously stitch is trying but not doing so well yeah they're both they're you know and this trying yeah i think stitch gives lilo a sense of purpose so Mm -hmm. i feel like her being such a troublemaker is maybe a little bit less or now she has a partner in crime but it's more of her trying to keep him in line. Yes. Which inadvertently keeps her somewhat in line. Yeah. And so um, Nani's not successful. Lilo is like, okay, we, I've taught you all these strategies. Let's put it all together and makes him perform on the beach as Elvis <laughs> playing a ukulele. And it does not go well because people start crowding him and he freaks he out. He freaks out. Yeah. Yeah. And Cobra Bubbles just happens to be on the beach at this time. Observing yeah, he's just all of this. always there. I'm like, are you, I thought you'd do scheduled visits, not like stalking every yeah. 10 seconds. He's just there. There is also a theory because he mentions that at the end yeah. uh, that he was former CIA. And there's a theory that one or both of their parents was in the CIA. So he's actually not a social worker. He's just there to keep an eye on them after the parents pass away. Yeah, because, yeah, that makes sense. I also thought maybe when he saw Stitch, he knew that Stitch was an alien. And Mm -hmm. so he had to keep an eye. Because why would you tell a dog to (laughs) To be be a a model model citizen? (laughs) That's real suspect. (laughs) And again, you see a dog, a blue dog mm-hmm. performing Elvis. Nobody thought that was suspicious. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. So Cobra Bubbles witnesses all of this shit show. And so he tells Nani, like, I'm going to have to take Lilo. I'm really sorry. I wish it could be different, but it's not. And so... David shows up at that point and he's like, you know what, let's just go surfing and forget about life for a while. Right. So we, we go into the Hawaiian roller coaster ride montage where the music plays and they just have a wonderful surf day. Yeah. Surf day together. Stitches on the surfboard. He's apprehensive at first, but then he, he, he gets realizes it. like, Nani and Lilo got this. I'm going to be safe with them. And that's kind of, I think, when he starts to realize, like, these people are now, like, my family. They're, they're going to take care of me. Yeah. And so, unfortunately, uh, they hit a rough wave, or as Nani put it, some Lolo stuffed them in a barrel. <laughs> and so they, they flip off the surfboard, and obviously, Stitch can't swim. So he's just trying to grab on to whoever yeah and nani thinks like he's actively trying to drown her for some reason yeah stitch starts sinking to the bottom david goes and gets him rescues him everything's good at the same time um jumba and pleakley are trying to to grab stitch but they fail yeah 
Which um, I feel like him being underwater for that long could have killed him. But then obviously, as soon as that all happens, you know, Nani takes um, Lilo out of the water. She's mm-hmm. looking for Stitch. Lilo, uh, Nani doesn't give a damn about Stitch because she thinks mm-hmm. that he almost killed her. And David goes to get Stitch, gets Stitch. And then, of course, Mr. Bubbles, is, Cobra Bubbles is just standing there waiting and saying, OK, that's it. Yeah, this is the last. This is the last of it. Yeah. So um, then we cut to that evening because he's like, I'll come and get Lilo tomorrow. So cut to that evening where Nani's kind of just gently letting Lilo know that things are going to be different and reassuring her that like everything's going to be okay. And they sing this really pretty Hawaiian song together. And then at the same time, Stitch kind of I don't know if he's actively trying to run away or he goes out and then like starts to realize he's lost too. He doesn't have a family. He doesn't have anyone to, to protect him. Jumba and Pleakley are after him and he's losing Nani and, and Lilo. And so um, at this point, Jumba and Pleakley are fired because they have not been able to successfully capture Stitch and bring him back to the Galactic Council. And so then Jumbo's like, good. (laughs) Now we're on my terms. And he's just out to like destroy Stitch. Yeah. And again, what the thing to note is when Jumbo and Pleakley are, they go it they go out in the world and they're like supposed to be incognito. mm -hmm. But Pleakley has one eye. Uh Jumbo has like six eyes it's four four eyes and I'm just I'm still I know it's a kid's movie and I've got to just (laughs) let my mind wander but I'm just like ain't nobody see this Pleakley consistently uses a (laughs) viewfinder is that what it's called yeah master yeah to look at stuff (laughs) I don't want to call Pleakley him or her they only have one eye that shit you need two eyes to focus on and see what is in it and that scene where Pleakley and Jumba fight over that bob wig (laughs) (laughs) I was just like wait a minute like they're just having a moment they're talking and then like Jumba like looks I, I don't know if he's going to bed or he's not paying attention but then pulls out the wig and is just having his own moment looking at himself in or they they themselves in the mirror and it, it's just like then Jumba catch, likes catches, to be on fashion which is so out of nowhere the scene <laughs> and the fact that they were fighting over it just made me laugh so hard <laughs> it's just like okay but then, you know, we fast forward to the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where not. Oh, no, Nani goes to the store. Yet it's like she doesn't learn. I mean, I know she's trying to get a job so that she well, can salvage yeah, so all da- of this. Yeah, David shows up and he's like, I found you a job, but we got to go now. But why does David have to go with her? Why does it? Because like you cannot leave. I don't care on what planet. You can't leave a six-year-old in a house by themselves, even if you're just going down the street. David yeah, should have stayed behind. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense to me. I agree. I concur with that <laughs> statement. Uh, so while they're gone, Jumba and Pleakley break into the house, um, attempt to pretty kidnap much. Stitch, yeah. destroy the whole fucking house. But they're because they're fighting each other. Yeah. And does but does Stitch run away? And then come back to like defend his family? Yes. So Stitch, that's what I think happens is Stitch um that night when when Nani's saying goodbye to Lilo, Stitch kind of realizes he's causing the problem. Yeah. Yeah. And so he leaves. And then they're trying to catch him, but he wants to make sure Lilo's safe. So Lila, uh, Stitch realizes that Lilo may be in danger too and runs back to the house to make sure that Lilo is safe. And so starts this whole fight with Jumbo and Jumbo and Pleakley. And the really interesting thing about this movie too is that there's no villain. 
It's like Pleakley was the sign just to bring Stitch back. Jumba, like, although he wants to destroy Stitch, he's really not a bad guy. He's just like, I need to write, I need to write my wrong. I have to disagree. He created him in the first place to be a destroyer. Like his intentions were not pure. Maybe he changed down the line, but initially I would have to say he's probably the villain in all this. And even Stitch starts to, in the beginning. Well, I guess villain in the sense of targeting like Nani and And Lilo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, inadvertently he does because I mean, they do because they are trying to get stitched. So, and they cause all sorts of havoc in their life because of it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the trouble that stitch starts is because he's trying to get away from them. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, it's not like a traditional, like, it's not one of the traditional, yeah, Disney movies where it's like a princess and a bad guy or bad Mm -hmm. girl. It's, it's very different, but there are some, um, antagonist for sure in this movie Uh, so at the same time because grand councilwoman has fired jumbo and pleakley um she has hired gantu the shark guy to come and and reclaim stitch and bring him back to the council but so what does he do because he gets in trouble at the end they she fires she like retires him because of his he, he, use, he uses unorthodox measures to gotcha. and he like doesn't give a shit that Lilo is captured with Stitch. Right. And she her like one of her main things is like you cannot hurt the humans human. because of yeah. the mosquitoes. Yeah. <laughs> we need them. And that they're mosquito all population. Um, so Lilo and Stitch are fighting off Jumba and Pleakley in their house. At one point. Lilo calls Cobra and is like, bitch, I need help. And then goes, oh, good. My dog found the chainsaw. Click. <laughs> Cobra's like, what? what the fuck is happening right now? So Nani comes out of the grocery store. Stokes, she got a job. Things are looking up. Sees a whole bunch of uh, like fire trucks and ambulances heading down the road. Just like, motherfuckers, please don't Just like turn. Don't, yeah, don't turn, don't turn left. Turn, don't turn left. And of course I turn left. She's like, fuck. And so I just, <laughs> if you could curse in Disney movies, it's exactly what Nani would have said in that scene. <laughs> I'm still mad because I'm just like, I'm frustrated with Nani because you know, your sister does this shit. You know, she's going to get in trouble. I would yeah. have packed both of them up. Had David introduced me to whatever, then tell him to take him outside. If David wasn't going to stay like, I know that they did it to make it fit for the movie, but it was so, and I think that's one of the reasons why I get frustrated when watching this movie, because the decisions are just so not what I would normally do, but I understand it's because she's young. She's still young herself. So yeah, she then Uh, runs to the house on fire. And Cobra is there too. And Cobra is like, okay, I'm taking Lilo now. Sorry, honey. You don't even have a fucking house anymore. Right. Um, so puts Lilo in the back of the car. He and Nani are talking about stuff. They're arguing and Nani's like, no one else gets her. You can't take her away from me. Like it's a recipe for disaster type. Yeah. It's not, it's not what's best for Lilo. And while they're arguing, Lilo gets out of the car to rejoin Stitch. Right. And that's when Gantu um, captures them both starts taking them to outer space um and then uh then doesn't nani realize it's out so stitch gets out yeah and falls back to earth so now it's just lilo going into space with gantu and stitch is like telling jumba in his little stitch language (laughs) like you gotta help you gotta help a brother out yeah and Gantu's like, what? You just expect me to help you? And Stitch is like, <laughs> yeah, bitch. And Jumbo's no. like, okay, <laughs> we're doing his plan now. Um, and so at that point, eh. Stitch says, Ohana, which is mean, means family. And Stitch is like, this is my fucking family. And we're going to go rescue Lilo. And Nani is pissed. 
she is ready to kill stitch yeah she's like lilo she hangs out with that fucking thing (laughs) now she's gone up into space and so jumba and pleakley go back to their ship and hop in and start chasing gantu's ship they well they definitely fight to get her back and they they end up landing back yeah on 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 earth on Kauai. And um, then the the Federation mm-hmm. comes. Well, first Stitch like goes and breaks Lilo out of the little capsule thing that she's yeah. been held in. And she's like, you came back. And he says, nobody gets left behind. Yeah, family means nobody gets left behind. <laughs> or forgotten. Um, and so the then the Grand Councilwoman shows up tells Gantu like you know he gathers gathers everybody yokes him right the fuck up you better get back to the fucking federation now yeah she's (laughs) like you're I'm putting you in retirement you done Mm -hmm. and she wants to take Stitch too still and Stitch was like this is my family it's little and broken but they're still good yep yeah she I think so like she handcuffs him he doesn't fight Mm-hmm. he's polite he says excuse me he says thank you he says he wants to go say go can I say my goodbyes to my yeah. family and she's like first bitch you speaking <laughs> <laughs> secondly you got manners now yeah okay and so she kind of realizes he has redeeming qualities his he is not built just for destruction right like obviously he has relationships on earth And so what she decides to do is leave him on earth under the supervision of Cobra Cobra Bubbles, who used to be a man in black in the 70s, apparently. Mm. (laughs) And we find out Cobra was the one who convinced the council to spare earth because of the mosquito population. (laughs) (laughs) The the thing, though, that she doesn't just have that change of heart on her own. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's very by the book, by the rules. And, you know, she, you could tell, like, in her heart, she doesn't want to, like, take Stitch because she sees this growth. But it's Bubbles that kind of cracks the code that aliens follow. They mm-hmm. love rules. And so he yes. asks um, Lilo, like, didn't you buy Stitch or something? And she's like, yeah, I got this paper. I bought, I bought him for $2. <laughs> and it says, I own him. He's mine. That's stealing. And that's yes. where the loophole comes about that Stitch can and so stay. She's, yeah. And she said he's under official protection of the Galactic Federation. Like that whole family now is under yeah. their protection. Cobra Bubbles is going to keep an eye on them. And then as she's getting on her ship, she goes, make sure those two don't yeah I was like that's that's the badass bitch I know (laughs) and love so Gemma and Pleakley are also left behind which in subsequent movies and the tv series they all live as a family together and they take care of one another which I think is what was needed like yes Nani needed backup yeah and David seems like so chill that he doesn't even question that there's all (laughs) these aliens around he's like hey man (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> want to go surfing later <laughs> and then it ends with burn and love covered by winona judd mm-hmm. and so they start showing pictures of like the new family there's some tourists placed in there but it's like all of these new things that nani and david and jumba and pleakley and lilo and stitch are doing together and then one of the last pictures is they get to visit graceland because <laughs> of lila's love of elvis And then the very last picture, which I had never noticed until this viewing and only because I happened to pause it, (laughs) was that that picture that of her family that she kept underneath her pillow, Mm -hmm. it kind of got charred when the house was destroyed, but Stitch handed it back to her and it's now up on her wall, but where the like little charred pieces taken out of the corner, she put a picture of Stitch underneath it. So like he fits in with the rest of her family oh that's so cute I didn't I'll have to go back and look at that you mentioned that Tia Carrera and Jason Scott Lee who voiced Mm -hmm. voiced, um, Nani and David they both helped like give insight to actual Hawaiian culture and colloquialisms um, and some slang to help rewrite their their dialogue to make sure it was correct I did do like some digging to see how 
most Hawaiians felt about this movie. Mm-hmm. It didn't seem like too many people were, you know, they felt like it was okay. Um, some really enjoyed it. Some had issues with it because it felt more of from a touristy standpoint, mm-hmm. not an everyday Hawaiian's real life. But they did uh, do a really good job. They went and shot reference footage at uh, Hula Dancing Studio so that they made sure when they were animating those sequences that it was reflective of true Hawaiian hula dance and culture. And then it says, uh, along with The Princess and the Frog from 2009, this is one of the only two films from the Walt Disney Animation Studios released in the 2000s to meet with critical praise and make its money back in its initial theatrical run. So it's one of only two Disney Animation Studios pictures to make its money back in the theater, which I thought was interesting. Um, It was nominated for Best Animated Feature, Lost to Spirited Away, which was a bummer. I mean, I mean, I I love Lilo and Stitch, but Spirited Away was freaking amazing. Don't kill me. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone can have their opinion. Okay. It's speculated that Nani was actually an expert surfer. She has a ton of surfing trophies in her bedroom. And so it was very out of her element because she was supposed to just go on to like the pro surfing circuit and instead had to deal with her sister and that damn blue dog. Yeah. And then last, it had special premieres in Honolulu and Graceland, which I really loved. That is fun. That would have been cool to to go to one of those I agree I mean I definitely would have loved a full feature of Nani's surfing career it would have done probably more justice than Blue Crush but we're not going to go into that <laughs> maybe they can do like one of the animated shorts is like yeah Nani's surfing career I love, that. <laughs> so... I love that journey for her <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, uh, uh, Danielle what's your um, present day rating of Lilo and Stitch what did I give it a five a five day rental before? I think so. Yeah, I think I'm sticking there. It, it like I don't rewatch it a lot, but when I rewatch it, I do laugh at probably the same parts over and over again. Um, so it's it's really good. I was you know happy that it delved into a different culture. Mm-hmm. I know it didn't get everything right, but. I don't find anything completely out in my face problematic with it. Mm-hmm. I love the sister bond so much. As you know, I'm very close with my sister. So with all my sisters. Um, and it brings up like the the fact of like a sister having to be the legal guardian and like, yeah. having a social worker involved in all of that stuff, which is not typical of even if there are not parents in a Disney movie, like yeah. that's never. Yeah. It's usually it. like an aunt or an uncle. There's like an yeah. adult, but like so many people have had that kind of, you know, family lifestyle where mm-hmm. it's a little bit different. And I like that they let Lilo's freak flag fly of how <sighs> different she was. And, yes. you know, and that her sister embraced it. Like mm-hmm. the only thing that she get frustrated with is that her sister wouldn't listen. Listen, which is typical of any yeah. six-year-old. Yeah, yeah. But um, um, they very much loved each other. So I, I, I very much stay with my five. I obviously would buy it. Would buy it again. I own it on iTunes. Like I said before, it's one of my. If I don't know what to watch, I'll just throw it on, or I'll put it on in the background when I'm cleaning because it's one of those movies. I've seen so many times that I don't have to watch it. I can yeah. listen to it. You'd put it on at Blockbuster a lot too whenever lot. we were working. Yeah. yeah. But what's interesting is when I used to watch it at Blockbuster, I would skip the first chapter of the DVD. So it started with the Hawaiian dance. Like I would always skip. The, I can understand that. The first yeah. part, like if it if just sets everything it, you don't, up. Yeah. You yeah. Don't, you don't need it. But I, like I said, I, I mean, it's just one of my favorite feel-good movies. It was a time in my life where I had a lot of stress and, and illness, and it, it was just something that made me really, really happy uh, when I got out of 
the hospital. Well, we'll definitely have to incorporate it in your birthday celebration next year. Yes. It's going to be a big one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we did it. We did one of Jackie's ultimate favorite movies. Um, If you want to tell us how you feel about the movie or any Disney animated recommendations that you'd like to see us do in the future, then hit up our hotline. We have a Google Voice number. 909-601-NMLF-909-601-6653. We really want to hear from you guys and we want to include it in a new segment called Quick Drop, similar to the Blockbuster days where you'd be able to drop in your movies so that we can share it with everybody and have your voices be heard. So Jackie, tell everybody how to find us. Uh, We are on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at No More Late Peas. And then all the usual podcasting sites. So hit us up, tell a friend, tell lots of friends. Yeah, and follow along and join us on June 26th for Lilo and Stitch Day. We'll be having some really fun content. Jackie's going to be sharing some of her, as she calls it, paraphernalia. (laughs) (laughs) I I say memorabilia, but whatever. Um, And it's also going to be a few days before my birthday. Danielle's birthday is June 28th, but she so graciously pushed her (laughs) birthday episode forward so that it did not conflict with Lilo and Stitch day on June 26th. I don't know how I did that, but you know. Well, because your birthday, you feel like is the whole month. So it doesn't really matter. True. Next week will be our 4th of July episode and we will be doing Independence Day. Of this course. This is our day. Our <laughs> Independence Day. So uh, hit us up and we will see you next week. Until next time. Be kind and rewind.